This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for making this program part of your day. And I hope you are telling friends and family and other people. I hope so. The radio program and the website all provide have one objective. We have one objective in this program, and that is we dedicate to providing unbiased guidance to help you become a better investor, above average investor. That's our goal. It's Monday, and there's a lot to watch on the markets. Here are some of the this morning's headlines, and I offer them now because they prove to be good conversation starters for any listener or investor wishing to call into Invest Talk with a question. Headline number one, gold climbs on dollar weakness. Remember, dollar goes down, gold goes up. Cautious ahead of Fed. Now, in perspective, gold has fallen more than 12%, okay, since uh, it peaked in April. Uh, and, you know, all against the backdrop of, you know, trade disputes and rising interest rates. You know, are you holding any gold? You can talk about that if you like. Headline number two, the United States and China impose fresh tariffs on each other's goods on today, Monday. Now, it looks like the world's biggest economies are showing no signs of backing down on this trade dispute they're in. You know, does the talk of the tariff trade war make you nervous? I, I, I don't see it. In, it's not reflected in the stock market. I can tell you that. And number three headline, Wall Street, venture capitalists and crypto companies descend on Capitol Hill to debate regulation. Of course, they don't want to be regulated, right? I mean, the looming challenge is how to police multi-billion dollar cryptocurrency market. How do you do that? I mean, it's money in the ether. So how do you regulate it? I don't think no one knows how to do that, really. But do you have any cryptocurrencies? Now, if you have questions about these topics or any topics, any financial, give me a call, 888-99-CHART. On the top of the show story, we concern the world digital music distribution. Did you see the deal that was made today? It's a very competitive space. Apple, Spotify, and Pandora. They're battling on, our, they're the three biggest streaming services. And today, we learned that U.S. satellite operator Sirius XM has agreed to acquire Pandora. So they just got bigger. So we're going to take a look at that today. I think that's going to be very interesting. But first, let's find out what questions are, are on your mind. What do you want to talk about? You can call our anytime listener line, 888-99-CHART, and that line's open and live right now, and we're going to go talk to Noel in Napa. How you doing, Noel? I'm doing great, Steve. Nice talking to you. Um, Thanks, yeah, I was Cole. wondering about uh, XLC, since uh, those former uh, tech stocks are now uh, uh, get, uh, uh, converted to uh, 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 new uh, communication sector. stocks. And uh, so what, yeah. what do you think uh, the possibilities are for the uh, ETF XLC? 
Well, I was gonna I was gonna talk about that in detail as one of my talking points today. So you you kind of beat me to the punch. You kind of beat me to the punch, but that's okay. Oh. There there's a new S and P sector, and this is what Noel's talking about. It's called the communication service sector. It's brand new. I mean, we're talking what been around for a month, and what this sector is is borrowing companies from three other sectors telecommunications, technology, and consumer discretionary. It's taking those pieces of those three sectors and combining it into a new sector that's going to focus on companies that facilitate communication operations and offer content and info that is spread throughout various kinds of media. So it's a kind of an interesting new sector because, frankly, why they do this? No, because the other sectors are getting so huge and impactful they're trying to reduce this try to take that impact of one or two or three sectors down a notch to come up with a fourth sector we'll see how that works out but i kind of like the new sector companies that facilitate communications operations and offer content and info that is spread through various kinds of media so i, I you know it's like Think about uh, a company like AT&T, which, you know, was just a telephone company. So they'd be in the telecommunications sector. But now they're getting into content, right? I mean, they're producing TV shows and movies and stuff. So what is it? Is it a telecommunications Should that be where it is? Or should it be in this new, com uh, in the new communication services sector? That's what that's. It's just interesting because it, you know, the internet and with five G and cloud computing, everything is changing. How you entertain yourself? Look what look. I don't know about you, uh, Noel, but do you use Hulu, Hulu, and all those other services? Watch TV on right. your phone. You know, uh, so it's all changing, and I think they're just trying to keep up with it and spread it out a little bit because technology is becoming so pervasive. Thanks for the call, No, I do like it. XLC is the uh, is the spider or the ETF. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Millions and millions of people around the world and in the United States love listening to music. The big three, the so-called music streamers are Apple, Spotify, and Pandora. It is a multi-billion dollar business and today America's biggest satellite music operator, Sirius XM, has agreed to buy Pandora. Now, this move will surely intensify the battle, okay, for subscribers in the streaming music and satellite subscription market. So here's a little quick brief profile of SiriusXM and Pandora. SiriusXM holding, if you remember right, there were two satellite radio stations, SiriusXM and Satellite Radio. Do you remember that? And they were and they were broadcasting, then they combined. It was created in 2008 when they combined, $13 billion merger, okay? Sirius and XM, at that time, they had about 14 million combined subscribers. In 2017, they had about 32 million. It's growing pretty good, okay? And by the way, just so you know, Sirius XM is 68% owned by Liberty Media. Liberty Media. Okay, so now remember, Sirius XM has 32 million subscribers. Pandora, the company they just bought, is an internet-delivered music system versus and streaming and automated music 
radio style service headquarters in Oakland versus satellite. And they were founded in 2000. Pandora is only available in the United States. And as of 2016, Pandora had 81 million active users and 4.3 million paid subscribers. So the bulk of them listen for free on Pandora. But they have 81 versus 32 million for SiriusXM. SiriusXM bought them. Shares of Pandora Media shot up, as symbol as P, by the way, shot up about 13% today in pre-market trading. So, interesting. Interesting stuff going on. So, the battle between the giants of the music distribution service intensifies, and you expected that, I'm sure. Investors could, you know, it's always going to be tough. Business is tough. You know, don't ever, don't let anybody fool you. Being in business is difficult. Anyways, investors could have a lot to gain or lose. Listeners will benefit, I think, I'm pretty sure. And time will tell. We'll, we'll see. Now, what do Justin and I always stress on InvestTalk? Investors need to remember that a financial vari vari variables and therefore market variations are very complex. So when you get to the point where you realize you could very positively, possibly benefit from our experience, guidance, well, I encourage you to reach out. Talk to us, leave a message, send me an email at investtalk.com or call our KPP financial office at Santa Point, California. We are always ready to help you. We can offer investor strategies that might be able to be, be both conservative to aggressive. We have all the gamuts for you. Anyways, love to talk to you. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Pease, and I invite you to take our free risk questionnaire at investtalk.com. Justin and I can use the results to assess your investor tolerance for risk. We can help you apply a strategy that works best for you and your portfolio, what you like, how much risk you want to take. That's where the questionnaire starts that process, and it's free, it's easy, it's quick. Okay, our Monday show is off and running, and we are taking your questions. Give us a call, 888-99-CHART. Thanks for listening to Invest Talk. It's hard to believe, but September is already two-thirds over. Here's a constructive idea. If you can find a few minutes to invest in learning how to improve your portfolio's performance, head over to investtalk.com. Read about one of the many strategic investing programs offered to clients of KPP Financial. And while you're there, be sure to take the Riskalyze Risk Questionnaire. For now, Steve's here, the phone lines are open, and he's taking your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. Today's featured talking point, investors load up on U.S. stocks while growing cautious about the rest of the world. So investors are more, more uh, convinced the U.S. stock market is better than the rest of the world. This is a fund-managed survey. They do this every month, by the way. And that's what this uh, results were here. That's two months in a row, the same results. So uh, it, it all related to the corporate profits outlook. I think that's what's all related. So we're going to take a look at that. Also, there is that new sector we talked about. I'll bring up a couple more factoids maybe about it. The Fed meeting is this week. Almost everybody believes they'll be raising the rates. So we're going to discuss that. Why do they keep raising the rates? Rates are getting up there. 
And you remember the 4% rule? Do you know what the 4% rule is? Is it still valid? Is it, it came, the, a guy named William Bergen came up with it in 1994. 4% rule. We're going to talk about that. Those are the things I'm going to discuss with you on the show. So, but of course, you come first. The stuff I talk about is just something I find interesting. I think everybody should uh, learn about these things. I am a big, I'm big on learning the economy, how the economy works and how the stock market works in the various economic cycles and the parts of the cycles we are in. Do you know what part of the economic cycle we're in right today? Hmm. If you don't, you can ask me. The market was mixed today. The Dow was down 181 points. The Nasdaq was up 6. And the S&P was down 10. But overall, the market was probably weak. You would have to call it a weak day. got to remember, Nasdaq is very much dependent on what those five or six big homongoloid tech stocks do. And that's Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, and Microsoft. You know, what those do, if they all move up or down in, in unison, man, the market, that NASDAQ's going up or down. Even if most of them move up or down. If they move up, one or two move up big or move down big, it affects the NASDAQ and even to, to, to agree the S&P 500. But not necessarily the Dow. Anyway, so that's what we have going on. So what do you want to talk about? 888-99-CHART. Um, here's an investor term you should know. Call warrant. You ever heard that term? Call warrant? Call warrant. W-A-R-R-A-N-T. A call warrant is a financial instrument that gives the holder the right to buy the underlying share of a stock at a specific price on or before a specified date. That's what that is. It's also just known as a warrant. Okay, over at Investopedia.com, they have a huge dictionary of investing terms. That's where we get some of this stuff from, and I always recommend that website. My number is 888-99-CHART. Give me a call anytime. This is Investalk. I'm Steve Peasley, and heading into the break, I want to remind you that Investalk is heard live each weekday, 4 to 5 Pacific Time on the radio, and also live on Internet stream through Investalk.com. So please tell your friends, family. Appreciate it. And now the lines are open, 888 The KPP Premium Newsletter packs a lot of market news, process explanations, and even stock ideas into a concise summary every Friday. You can subscribe at investtalk.com. It's only $9 per month. That's if you subscribe now and beat the coming October price increase. You're listening to Invest Talk. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Okay, so Bank of America and Merrill Lynch, uh, Bank of America, 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 Merrill Lynch, that's one company now, uh, released Tuesday, uh, that they do every once a month, uh, last week, uh, uh, a survey that they do. And it said that the America's uh, investors were much more optimistic about U.S. stocks than foreign stocks. The allocation to foreign American stocks grew where the allocation to 
foreign stocks shrank. Nothing dramatic, but what's, what is dramatic is how wide the gap is. Okay, it was, you know, between desirable uh, investing in American stocks versus investing in foreign stocks. The foreign stocks are way, way low. American stocks are way, way high in comparison. And this hasn't been this, it's a 17-year width, uh, a difference between the two. Okay, so what does this mean? Does this mean anything that we take away? This probably means people are extremely optimistic about the U.S. market because mostly, and the survey points this out, by the way, uh, they're very optimistic about corporate earnings. Now, I'm going to tell you that, you know, the tax cut that really gave us the boost so far this year in corporate earnings, that tax cut, the President Trump tax cut, by next year, that won't have hardly any impact anymore because, remember, we got that, remember, you're always making these earnings comparison, corporate earnings comparison from year over year, quarter over quarter. So the comparison for the next year, when they start comparing it with this year, and this year's was so good, that comparison won't look as good. It's a perception thing. It still will probably be pretty good, but the growth rate won't be there. It won't grow nearly as much as we've seen the growth this year from last year, because last year wasn't that great. This year was much better. Next year, the growth rate won't be so good. It'll still be good earnings, high earnings, but you know, investors are pretty fickle. They want growth and they want it all the time, you know, or else they so. Just, just understand, this survey is telling you everybody's very optimistic about our stock market right now. And they're kind of pessimistic about foreign markets right now. One of the reasons they decided is because China was, you know, economy is not doing as good as it, that, that it's not that, it's not that strong. So that was a concern. But I, I just want to prepare you for next year's earnings. They're not going to be as great as this year's. And you're going to hear it in the news and hear it uh, written about and all that stuff. But don't get depressed. Everybody knows it. We all, I know it. I know that's not going to happen. But the market participants will react to less robust numbers. It just will. So I don't, just don't think the market will be that strong next year. But, of course, I reserve the right to be wrong. But I don't think so. Or anytime there's a line, 888-99-CHART is the investor's friend. You can get your questions in. We'll get answers to you. So here's a question that came in earlier. Hi, Steve and Justin. My name is Rick from Colorado. You've mentioned that the Chinese stock market or economy has been in a bear market. At some point, it's going to turn around, correct? I mean, how much longer do you think it's going to go keep going down? And at some point, it's going to come out of it. Where would be a good place to invest to take advantage of that? Any other thoughts on the Chinese economy and when you think it'll turn around? All right. Thank you. Love your show. Bye. Okay. There's two things you're talking about, the economy versus the Chinese stock market. There's, those are two separate things. And I said the Chinese stock market has been in a bear market, and it has for most of the beginning of the year. I think it's, it's starting to improve recent months. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not a big believer in investing in Chinese stocks necessarily. 
But I think there, I think that you're right. In this survey that we just talked about points it out that if everybody hates it, everybody doesn't like it, don't want to invest in it, that means it's probably on the low side, and that's the, probably the time you want to think about buying. You want to buy low. Okay, if you're buying the United States market, well, you're thinking about buying high. You're buying high. When you should buy low and sell high. But people don't, people think at high that it'll keep going. And there's some truth to it. See, this is the problem with the market. You can't guess the top. So, and you can't guess the bottom in the Chinese market either. But I think you should start thinking about tipping your toe in the Chinese market. I wouldn't be aggressive because you don't know how weak it's going to be. And, you know, this trade war, quote-unquote trade war, will affect them more negatively than it affect us because their economy is much more dependent on trade than ours. I think our economy is like 13% of our whole economy is based on trade, where it's like 25% of China. Tomorrow on Best Talk, America is winning the trade war. One expert says that the monetary impact of tariffs tips the trade war in favor of the United States. And that's story tomorrow, so we'll see what this person says about it. You heard me, what I think. I think, I don't, if we're going to have one, this is a great time to have one from a U.S. point of view. I'm Steve Pease, and I'm ready to take your questions. 888-99-CHART is my number. Our Invest Talk podcast continues. One of KPP Financial's solutions that help solve today's retirement puzzle is our balanced income portfolio. How do you get the income you need in retirement without the kind of risk that you don't feel comfortable with? That's what this program is all about the balanced income portfolio from KPP Financial. And remember, as with each KPP program, the principles at KPP are invested right along with you. Would you like to know more about it? The Balanced Income Portfolio? You can call 888-99-CHART and follow the prompts, or you can ask Steve about it directly. Just click on the Contact Steve button on investtalk.com. Now let's get back to the podcast. This is Invest Talk. Please make sure you subscribe to the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Then listen, rate, and review. Question Have you thought about asking Steve Peasley for a no cost and no obligation portfolio review? You should. It's easy. Steve can set up a telephone conversation or a Skype consultation. Okay, you've got finance and investment questions, and Steve will have unbiased answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve. Thank you for the show. My name is Eric, 40 years old. I opened a traditional IRA a few years ago. I'm looking to retire in 25 years. All of my positions are long-term, all pretty standard investment stuff. Anyway, I wanted your opinion on Rio Tinto, R-I-O. I purchased this stock back in June in an attempt to diversify my portfolio. I've taken a beating with this position, and I wanted to know if I should cut my losses or hold. I've lost around 20% on this position in the last three months. Um, listen to the show in podcast format, and I look forward to your response. Thanks again. 
At this stage, you should hold it. Rio Tinto, R-I-O, UK-based company with a global interest in mining metals and industrial minerals. It's an $89 billion company. It peaked in June, so you bought it at a high. Remember the rule. Buy low, sell high. Sell high, buy low. You bought it at a high. And now you went it down to a low, you want to sell it. You should be buying it. Okay, it went as low as 46, and that was early September. And at 46, now today it's 51.94, almost $52. So it's already made up 10% from that bottom, right? If you bought it high, you bought it in the high 50s, maybe 58, something like that. So it, it looks like it's recovering. I think if you're, you're if you bought it for long term, think long term. Cash flow is very strong, pays a 6% dividend. The P-E ratio is very low. It's $51 stock, going to make $5 a share this year, but it's only going to make $4.67 next year. So that makes it still a pretty darn low P-E, right? So return equity is 21%, very high. Very uh, um, Mutual funds are buying it. You hold on to this. It should work out for you. Really should. RIO is re the symbol for Rio Tinto. Remember, it's a mining company. 888 992 4278. 888 992 4278. Time to give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. So, Fed meeting this week. And almost everybody, pretty darn sure, they're raising the rates. I mean, we're not only pretty darn sure, I'm very sure they're raising the rates. And the rates are going to be, remember, the rate goes up a quarter point. That's how they've been doing it. They don't have to. They've just been doing it that way. I remember in the 70s, they would raise it half a point, whatever they wanted to do it. These days, they like to telegraph and tell you exactly what they're going to do and when they're going to do it. And everybody knows it already. They're going to raise a quarter point, and the range they want are seeking is two to two and a quarter points. And that's the rate. They've been raising it for, what, two years now? Slowly putting that up. Why are they doing it? I mean, their main excuse is all about inflation. They think more inflation is coming. We haven't seen more inflation, except maybe in the stock market and maybe in oil. You know, we've seen pretty good inflation there. But do you realize that this two to two and a quarter percent rate is the highest it has been in 10 years? That's how long we've been having these extra low rates. So the Fed is flow focused on the danger of inflation. That's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to continue to say. Now, the only, they also will, I think they're more focused really on the strength of the economy and they would like to see it grow a little slower. They don't want it to continue to accelerate. They'd like to see it maybe flatten out. That's what they would like. But the Fed is not very good in knowing when to stop raising rates or when to stop lowering rates. Their, their history has been pretty poor over the decades, knowing uh, when to do or not to do something. But they want to get it up so that they can fight the next recession, too. They're going to have rates at a certain level. And you do know that the EU and Japan, they're not raising rates. Matter of fact, they're still, they still have quantitative easing going on. Isn't that amazing? We've been raising rates for, what, two years? And they're still 
lowering or, or putting pressure on those rates to be low by buying bonds and buying, you know, it's amazing to me that they haven't started to tighten up a little bit. They don't have to tighten. They can just stop buying to, to you know, stop the quantitative easing effort. But no, not yet. Not yet. You listen to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I want to take a moment to thank the dedicated listeners who have served time or reserved their time to meet with me. I do appreciate meeting with people in San Jose. My upcoming October 3rd date is completely filled. However, there is a good news for Invest Talk listeners in Southern California or anywhere in the country. You still can reap the benefits of my no cost, no obligation portfolio reviews. You can get started by messaging me through investtalk.com. Send me a message, an email. Just use the portfolio review link. Or you can call me at KPP Financial Office, Dana Point, California. Do that too. I can set up a telephone conversation or a Skype consultation with you. Okay, the phone lines are now open. And we really want to talk to you live here at 888-99-CHART. This is InvestTalk, made possible by KPP Financial, where each Friday, subscribers to the KPP Premium Newsletter receive a concise and highly informative summary of the week's financial and investment news. It's sent directly to their inbox. It really does give you a week that was roundup in a quick read. It also offers a look ahead and various process and term explanations that will be interesting to every investor. So you should be thinking about subscribing. The cost now through September is only $9 per month. And if you act now, you'll stay ahead of the coming October price increase. Remember, you'll get targeted value formatted for fast consumption when you become a KPP Premium Newsletter subscriber at investtalk.com. The Invest Talk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Quentin from Massachusetts. I was just listening to a show where Steve talked about uh, leading economic indicators um, uh, for um, August, I guess, and uh, how they have, were up. And I just have an interesting, I mean, it's sort of a comment. I, last month, uh, for seven months prior, I worked for a consumer products company, and um, we, of had to have a big push always for Black Friday and get things into stores and so on and so forth. And our product, our company was very, very concerned about tariffs. And so last month and a little bit, maybe the week, end of July, um, we really had a big push. That's when we went to production. Um, and um, we really had a big push. Uh, in fact, we really pushed production much faster. Normally the sort of a hockey stick sort of uh, ramp and, uh, we pushed production up to uh, like 130% to try to get all product in before any tariffs. So I just wanted to comment that I, I'm not sure this is true of every company, and I'm sure not every company has the same Black Friday sort of, um, you know, time frames, but, uh, and, and maybe their margins are not as tight as, as a consumer product company. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure our margins are that tight anyways. I mean, engineering, I don't know, but, but anyways, that's kind of an interesting thing to think about. We definitely, I can tell you 100%, pulled in manufacturing to get it all in as fast as we could. And I left at the end of the last month, so I don't know what actually happened. But but that was our, that's what we were doing. So anyways, that's just a comment, and I love your show. Thank you very much. Take care. 
So that's a very good observation, and I and I guarantee you that your company was not the only one doing it. So what that does is bring forward economic activity, growth, that we're not going to see as we get closer to the holiday season. We won't see it because you brought it forward. So we're going to see it now in the next month or so when the economic numbers come out. That's going to be impactful. But, you know, you brought, now you have more product than you, that you, you have enough product to get you through the rest of the year. So you're not going to be a buyer in October, November. So you're, you're not the only one that would worry about those tariffs. So good economic numbers are being brought forward. Okay, better than expected, most likely. And we've seen, remember the manufacturing sector was, uh, the, PM, the PMI, both the manufacturer and the service sector, are pretty, was pretty strong for August. So it's going to be interesting to see different economic numbers for September. Are we going to see more, you know, uh, are we going to see more inventory growth sooner? than we normally see it because you're buying products or producing more products. It's going to be interesting. But uh, it is uh, uh, bringing forward economic expansion. Now, remember what leading economic indicators are, though. Um, you know, leading economics are like the average length of work week, uh, jobless claims, factory new orders. See, now there's where your your story comes into effect. New orders for consumer and materials. I think that that could be brought forward. Vendor performance, another thing. Purchase BMI, another thing that could be affected by buying sooner than later. Building permits, well, we know that that fell a little bit. Level S&P 500, that has nothing to do with your point. But these are all, remember, these are the these are leading economic indicators. Interesting. Bob, San Francisco. How you doing, Bob? Oh, pretty good. I listen to you. I try to listen to you every day, but I don't get to do it every day. But anyway, I have one on. Uh, it's uh, A and I, uh, AI, uh, artificial intelligence, and the name of it okay. is an ETF, and it's a Global X ETF, Robotics Artificial Intelligence. Okay, and the symbol is B O T, like in zebra, B O T Z. What do you think okay. of that one? I, I did buy some, and I'm uh, not suffering too much, but uh, I was wondering what you thought of the future for AI. I think it's got a huge, bright future, Bob. I really do. I mean, come on. Everything's going to be, you know, they're going to use it more and more, and computers are getting smarter and smarter. Think about the AI and self-driving cars. Okay, that's going to just continue to happen. There's just no way. That is not going to happen. Um, this is a, this, he's talking about bots, almost like robots, you know. Global X Robo Art, Artificial Intelligence. Okay, ETF seeking results corresponding to the Index Global Robotics Artificial Intelligence theme. Okay? I, I like so it. An ETF I like it. And uh, I'm down on it right now, but because uh, I paid around 22 for it. But. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. looking for the future. It's not a core holding, so I can play a little bit. So I'm just going to hold it and see what happens. Yeah, I think long term okay. it should go up because we're going to AI is is here to stay, and it's just going to get bigger. 
That's yeah, the way I feel. I also have that. one. I don't. I know you don't like to talk about two, so I won't bring it up. I'll let some of your other callers handle. The other one was REMX. If you want to answer it, you can. If not, but it's uh, it's uh, rare earth. R E M X. Okay, uh, that's uh, but I, but, that's. Uh, but that's up to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, Bob. Thank you for the call. And just just real quick, REMX is the rare earth Vanek vector rare earth. Uh, ETFC can perform corresponding to the market vector for rare earth uh, strategic metals. And that's been in a downtrend for a while. REMX. Let me look over here real fast. Oh, shoot. REMX. Uh, yeah, it's been in a downtrend. It looks like it's put in the bottom to me. Looks like it's put in the bottom rod. High 18, uh, low $19 range, and today's at 20.34. I might retest that bottom, but it looks like a bottom. It's trying to put in that bottom, Bob. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. 888 chart, 888-992-4270. Do you remember the 4% rule? The 4% rule. That rule was in, uh, came out by a, a financial writer, a guy named William Bergen, in 1994. Because that's when it started. Is it still valid today? 4% rule says you can take 4% out of your portfolio every year to live on. And you probably won't run out of money. It'll last at least 30 years, minimum. And it, that, you know, that rule, is, is it still valid? Pretty much, yeah. It's still valid. Now, some of the, you got to be careful. Because the rule is valid, but there's a lot of unknowns when you apply this rule. Like, what if, what if the inflation peaks up to 10% for the next five years? Well, man, that'll throw that rule off because the rule was based on 3% inflation. The 4% rule says you can take 4% and you can adjust it every year for inflation. But what if inflation skyrockets for a few years? Will that eat into your principal a lot faster? It sure would. It sure would. Uh, longevity. How long are you going to live? Uh, market performance. What if you what if you retire right when the bear market starts and the bear market lasts 10 years? Remember, you've had a bull market lasting way over 10 years. Why can't you have a bear market? Longest bear market we ever had, secular bear market, was 25 years. Great Depression. Health share and costs. It's, you know... That's hard to know what that'd be. What's going to be the needs of you, health, you know, health-wise, and how much is not covered by uh, Medicare? And then the big unknown is taxes. What is? Will the government increase taxes, shoot you in the foot when you, you know, you're, you're starting to take out taxes out of your 401k or IRA, and and they tax it more? Good. You know what they say: time flies by when. When you're having fun, we only have 10 minutes left. Give me a call. 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, America is winning the trade war, according to one expert. Steve will break down the story tomorrow. But now, Steve's here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve. My name is Will, and I'm a new listener to your podcast. 
I'm calling about Stitch Fix, S-F-I-X. I made several purchases back in May of this year, and the growth has caused it to take up a significant portion of my portfolio. I have a trailing stop in, but fortunately it still has not hit. I was curious for your thoughts on the company's future performance and if the stock price will continue to rise. Thank you, Steve, and I look forward to hearing back from you. Okay, this is a high-growth company, high-growth. Uh, it's called Stitch Fix, Inc. S F is in Frank. So let's do it again. S is in Sam, F is in Frank, I, X is in X-Ray. Provides personalized shopping online platforms for men and women based on their preferences. They make money. They've made money since 2015. Uh, uh, they have pretty good sales. Sales growth is 29% last quarter, 24 before that, 25 before that. So very steady at 25 to a little bit more than 25%, 25 to 30% growth in sales. Earnings are not so strong. In 2016, they made 42 cents a share. Then 2017, 32 cents. This year, they're going to make 21 cents. Next year, they're going to make 19. So I'm curious as to why they have uh, sales growth that's pretty steady, but earnings are going down. That's something I, I would look into. Now, it's a $41 stock going to make 19 cents. That tells you it's very, very expensive. So, I think you, you already missed it. It went from, in June, it was a $20 stock. It went to 52 And uh, in the last one, two, three, four trading days, it went from 52 down to 41 It's huge volatility. I think it's got more to come down, probably, because it's a really high price. The, the company is doing great. Don't mix the price of the stock up with the company. The success of the company is different than the success of the stock, you know, at times. Earnings growth will eventually equate into the price of a stock going up. But, but earnings is actually shrinking the next couple of years. So they're not growing their earnings, but they're still growing their sales. There's something wrong with that. Very good return on equity numbers. Uh, mutual funds are slowly buying it, but there's not a lot of participation. It's a $4 billion company. I think it's just way, way overpriced. You want to wait for a good, strong pullback, maybe into the high 20s, the high 20s, 27 to $30, then be a buyer. Now, I know you already own some. Don't add any at this stage. If you want to own it, it, you know, it looks like it's a good, solid company. There's nothing wrong with the company. It's just very, very expensive. That sales growth needs to pick up for you. It needs to start increasing if you want to get it higher. Remember, it's growing about 25% the last four. The most recent quarter went up to 29. So that, yeah, that's not bad. Still growing. That's F-F-S-F-I-X. Stitch Fix Inc. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So what's on your mind? You know the Fed's meeting this week. We know that we still have a tariff war. The tariffs with China went into effect today. At least some of them, not all of them. And they're going to increase. China hasn't blinked. We still haven't got any trade deal with Canada. That's been kind of silent recently. We do have agreement with Mexico. 
Remember the NAFTA thing that uh, Trump wanted to renegotiate? Well, he renegotiated with Mexico, but Canada, no, we still got differences there. So should we worry about, these are the headwinds we're dealing with, raising interest rates. The fact that the Federal Reserve is raising rates. Okay, we have this trade war or trade conflict, whatever you want to call it. I don't really care. It's still a problem. Okay, so those are two major headwinds. And then you have a Chinese economy that's not that strong. Hmm. I don't know. Those are the headwinds. Politics, we got the elections coming up. That's kind of a headwind a little bit for the market. But the market's been shrugging that stuff off pretty well. I'm Steve Peasley, and that completes another Invest Talk program. Made better by your questions, of course, and I appreciate it. I encourage you to be here every day, every day, Monday through Friday, if you can, and listen to the show, ask your questions. Love to talk to you. And don't forget the premium newsletter. Prices are going to go up shortly. If you want to subscribe, now's the time to do it. Go to investtalk.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please come back tomorrow. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.